When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1 800 Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Mirror man, mirror man, you twist and turn my mind. Good evening and welcome to an On The Whistle Arsenal Opinion Podcast. I'm joined by Matt Candela. How you doing, Matt? Good, mate. Good. Just, uh, just, 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 just suffering uh, after that game, really. It was uh, painful to watch. It was painful to watch Arsenal. Um, I, I haven't even looked at the league table because I, I don't really want to see. We're 19th. 19th in the league. It's, there's a strong possibility that we will be bottom of the league heading into the international break. Let's, uh, there's no Johnny today. He's not about, um, I'm sure he'd be waving his Arteta out flag. In fact, he is messaging me and he's in my messages saying that Arteta out. Um, like, give us your hot take on that Chelsea game. What, are, what, what should we be talking about right now? Look, there's two ways of looking at it, really. Uh, one way is to say, what do you really expect? We had so many players out. It was an okay performance with the players that were out on the pitch. We tried. We had a good 10 minutes. <laughs> that's one way of looking at it um but it's it's just we're just we're just fallen so far behind i mean i think chelsea didn't get out of didn't, they didn't really get out of second gear today did they oh it was um it was controlled i think the the arsenal players probably knew that they weren't going to get much out of the result today and there were just some things in that starting 11 the you just can't abide by it. And they're partially to do with Mikel Arteta. My, my, my take on the matter is, look, that's, they're the European champions, right? We are missing five absolutely key players. Uh, Martin Odegaard's visa didn't manage to, to get through for the game. 
Obers on the bench. Ben White is out of the team as of yesterday. It was always going to be difficult to get much of a result out of that game. I think the problem comes when it's like it's just some of the players that step into the positions. Like we we are always one injury away from being very, very mid-table. Pablo Marie is so out of his depth, so out of his depth. And when you've got a player um, with, a, with a lack of acumen so pronounced as that, Marky and Romelu Lukaku, um, on his debut, you know that it's going to be trouble. You know there's going to be trouble. But what what's the... Um, What's the alternative in that moment? Like, he's not a starter. Like, he's perfectly adequate as a mid-table sort of defender. Um, and that's going to happen against um, against big players in a big team on a, on, a, on, a, on a great run of form at the moment. So I want to sort of go through um, some of the challenges that we had today. Um, but let's, let's, let's start in defence. Like, when you saw that defensive lineup today, do you think there was anything that we could have changed that would have made things a little bit better out there? No, I think I think it was the, the best we could do with the players we've got out there, um, which is sort of a sorry indictment because when the team news came in, you looked at that back four and, you know, only Tierney, <laughs> we're trying to get rid of everyone else, basically. Uh, only Tierney is, is, is a decent uh, defensive player out, uh, out of that back four, really. I actually didn't think any of... I thought Mari was poor, but I thought Holding and Suarez both had pretty good games. Uh, the one thing I'll say about Rob Holding is he's got character. I think he's a limited player, but I do think that he always steps up to the plate and brings some positive spirit and always keeps going. Um, but, you know, Mari was, 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 was dreadful. And, and look, I have some sympathy because, you know, Lukaku, he's, he, I mean, I, I didn't really watch him in Italy but he is—he's a phenomenal player now, isn't he? <laughs> he's yeah, he's a—he's a flat track bully. He's good with the ball at his feet. He's deadly in the air. You can't get tight to him. You can't stand off him. He's a hundred million. He's a hundred million pound striker. Yeah, like, going yeah. into the European Champions. And those those moments, those moments where Mari was just on the floor, were it was it was embarrassing. And I didn't understand why he never handed um, Lukaku off uh, to holding at all. He just wanted to. He wanted. He wanted, wanted to, to follow him around. Yeah, he wanted to want, be, be man marking basically all, all games. So, look, I don't think there was much that could be done defensively. We are where we are. Um, we're missing. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know whether we're missing Ben White. I mean, we're missing a fifty million pound uh, uh, new signing. We're missing Gabrielle. Um, but the problem with it is we don't actually know whether Gabrielle and Ben White are. Uh, particularly good players or can play together or are the future. We, we, I mean, that's, that's what it's looking like, Gabriel and Ben White, right? But Gabriel was, you know, he, he, he had some good moments and he had some average moments last season. Ben White, <laughs> terrible debut, looks like a promising player. But what we're waiting to come back in, we have no proof is any better than what we've got out there, really. Yeah, I think the, the, the ben, White, the, ben White allows you to play a different way today. Right, Ben White allows you to push up a little bit further. Allows you know stops um, Gabriel Martinelli having to come so deep. I don't think Ben White is uh, you know as scary in the back line as as, as a Ben White would be. And our our, f- our first team central defensive partnership is going to be Gabriel and Ben White moving forward. Like so, however you look at it, that's going to have an impact um, on the starting eleven. I think one of the I, I think Cedric Suarez it, like. 
I don't even know what the tier of who who is our best right back. I mean, I who, thought he, I, I thought I thought he was all right today. Um, I, I mean, he's 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 pretty average, but um, he's not a disaster waiting to happen. Um, and and to be honest, all the all we just got torn apart down the left hand side, and it was it was a little bit like what we did to them in the FA Cup final, where Arteta pinpointed that weakness down. Chelsea's right-hand side and um, Maitland-Niles and Aubameyang at the time just went again and again and again down that side. We, the same thing happened to us this time. And Reese James was just, I mean, I haven't, that was one of the best performances I've seen um, against us. I thought his individual performance was outstanding. And the way that that Tuchel that, that and that structure just meant that we were always wide open and Tierney was being dragged into the into the middle and they just had a free runner going down that side and both goals were, 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 they were different, but they were identical in the way they were, they, they came down that side. So um, yeah, that was structurally, that was just, just such a, such a flaw. And I, I don't know who was to blame. I don't know whether it was Saka should have been dropping in or, 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 or Xhaka uh, should have been, I mean, Lee Dixon on the commentary thought Xhaka should have been dropping back in, but um, I, don't, I don't know. I haven't seen someone. We just got a mauling down there. We didn't change it. No, that was the that was the the worrying thing that we didn't identify that early on, and we just allowed it to happen until the game was beyond our control. The what did you think? Uh, what did you make of the the midfield today? Sambi Lukonga, Granit Xhaka. Like, how do, how do you think that that worked out in the grand scheme of things? What, what, how are we feeling about the, the new boys to start I, with? I, well, I think that Lukonga has been one of the bright spots in um, two games with not many bright spots. But I mean, thank God we've signed him because what would imagine if we'd had Moel Nenny in there today? Um, so Lukonga, I just think looks like a fantastic player. He looks mobile. His passing's good. He looks like he can break the line. He's got some verticality. Uh, I can't wait to see him next to Thomas Party. Right? That's 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 the that's the dream. that's the dream. That's the dream ticket right there. Yeah. So so I thought, and I thought he did well today. I thought he was he was he was solid. He was up for it. Um, I thought Jacko. It was just Jacko was fine. Um, but you know. I can't believe, do you remember when we were being linked with Jorginho and, and all, all, all the Arsenal fans were saying we didn't want him? Yeah, <laughs> I, know. I know, I know, I know. He's, he's a class act, isn't he? I mean, it was, it was embarrassing uh, the way they controlled the, the ball versus us. Um, and, we, and, we, and we just couldn't, couldn't, couldn't do much with it. I just, I just thought they were just set up structurally so well. They just sort of stretched the whole pitch. They always had space. Um, I mean, you look at what Tuchel has done in um, in half a season. Because, I mean, you started this by saying, look, it's the European champions and all that stuff. But, I mean, they were, they were, they were, they were, they were eighth. <laughs> it, it, and they were, they were in the lower half of the, of the, of the league in last December. And they got a new coach come in and put a structure in place. And um, and I know they have a little, little, there's, there, there's a little bit of context there. That, you know, they were a top four team that was that dropped down into eighth. They had added 200 million pounds worth of talent. And then, to, you know, so I, I, I think there's some nuance there, but Arsenal are always going to need to have their best starting 11 to give Chelsea a good game, especially a Chelsea team with that much strength and depth. They're bringing Kante off the bench. Yeah. 
see yeah. out a game, you know, like that Kante would walk straight into our midfield. I also wonder on the, you know, I, I keep on messaging people about Granite Xhaka and everybody's that he's the, he's, he's the least of our problems. I think that that shows how many problems that we've got in the team. The Granite Xhaka was still a bit of a problem for, for me today. He, 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 we've signed a very one-paced midfielder. He sometimes struggles to get the ball um, out from under his feet. You know, he switches off to danger and he's and he's not a problem. And he's sitting at the heart of our team wearing the captain's armband. And for all the Arsenal fans that threw their toys out the pram over Ruben Neves, I, I watched him against Spurs earlier. Please, please, please. They are, Granit Xhaka and Ruben Neves are not the same player. Like what the, the dangerous passes that that guy plays. Like I think that we've made a, you know, we haven't made a big mistake, but we haven't taken an opportunity to move forward in central midfield, which was no. a shame. And I think one of the one of the biggest things that you saw out today, like play playing ability is one thing, but the lack of leadership is is just it's it's, it's pretty glaring. Like who feels like a leader? And you have to go like it's difficult to see beyond um, Kieran Tierney. Um, and you saw it in the second half where he made that run and got the fans on their feet by just like chasing and pressing and harrying. But he, he was the only one. And that should be just a baseline just to be showing that character and spirit in a home game. And you look around and I think we've got some good young players, but have we got leaders or emerging leaders in the team? And, um, and, and, and it's difficult to see it. You know, you get the sense that that Arteta has recognised that with some of the signings that he's made. Like Lukonga was, I think, was captain of, of Anderlecht. Um, Ramsdale looks like a big character. Um, some, some of those. But, you know, we need to... We, we, look, we look meek, you know? Um, we do look meek. We look the same as we've looked for the last decade, to be perfectly honest. And, you know, you've, either, you've, you've got big leaders in the, in the dressing room, like Granit Xhaka... I don't know whether the talent level yeah. ladders up to to being a you know a, a standard setter in a side like Arsenal. I did want to talk about Kieran Tierney as well. Uh, it it almost it felt like it felt at times today that he thought it was all on him to make something happen, and I thought that was detrimental to his performance. I don't think he was making smart decisions all game like I love seeing him run around but I, I felt like there he lacked a little bit of a little bit of purpose out there well, I actually I actually think um Tuchel had watched Arsenal play <laughs> over the last six months and recognized that our main creative attacking outlet is Kieran Tierney yeah and I think that the way that they set up and the way that Reese James played was basically to completely nullify Tierney and and I think that we're going to see that more and more when opposition coaches play Arsenal. They're going to say, if you can just keep, <laughs> if you keep Tierney pinned back, you know, you're, you're, you're taking off like 30, 40% of Arsenal's attacking output because, you know, we joke about it, but, you know, Arsenal's attacking is basically Kieran Tierney lobbing it in uh, from the left-hand side. I mean, it was, a bit, it was a bit better today. There was a bit more verticality, a bit more attempts to play in a different way. But, yeah, you know, I think, one of the reasons he, he didn't have a great performance was because they, they shut him down. And, and, and I don't know if it was all down to his decision-making. I think it was the way that Chelsea had, had, had set up, you know. So let's talk about a, a couple of positives of the day. 
Emil Smith Rowe looks like he's really wanting to make that number 10 his on a permanent basis. I thought he he was one of the few bright sparks, him and Lukonga today. Yeah, and it's, Smith the, Rowe. Same, it's, it's the same with Brentford, I think. Having he had the summer off, uh, he got his contract signed, he wants to be the number 10 for Arsenal. He just can't do it on his own, though. And it, and it just felt embarrassing at times, just like the, the level of support he had from the players around him. I mean, what, what, what can he do? He's not Lionel Messi, you know? And, and it's, it, it was, it, it's hard to watch because he deserves better. Um, and, and, and at times, I thought that touch and touching shot, which was blocked by Esplicoeta, was amazing. Uh, so, some of his all-round play was really, really strong. But again, I, it's just when you play these, these 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 teams like Chelsea and City and Liverpool, you know they can they can shut people like him down, you know. And and he was just not not able to make you know as much impact as, as we'd like. But yeah, he's he's been a bright spot for sure. And what I hope is that I mean, my biggest fear is that the confidence after we lose three on the bounce is that. The confidence is it's a, we risk the confidence of the whole team being on the floor and it starts to affect people like Smith Rowe. I hope it doesn't, but you know, it's a concern if we're going to end up in 20th, uh, without potentially without having scored a goal by the time international breaks on. Yeah, I mean, there is no harder start than having your first, having the champions of the Premier League and the champions of, of Europe in your opening three games. I, I, I think. I think the good news is that after the international break, Thomas Partey should be back in the side. Ben White should have recovered from COVID. Hopefully, Gabriel Margellas will be back in the starting eleven, and then we'll have Lacazette and Aubameyang, and that sh- that that will change. That will ch- and we'll have Erdegaard back um, in 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 the starting eleven as well. That's six six good players that you add to the side, and hopefully, it doesn't matter how bad. The Manchester City game is that's a that's a completely new selection of players, and that's that's not going. Oh well, you know, like at Christmas, it was like let's put somebody that's never played a Premier League game into the side and see if that changes our fortunes. This is let's put six of our best players back in the starting eleven and see if they can. Be, I think is it, is it Norwich that we're dealing with after the break? Yeah, Norwich, Norwich, and then we got Spurs pretty quickly after that, and the mood will change if we can if we can do something there. Yeah. I think it's just uh, desperate. Look, we know it's a tough run of games. It was always going to be like this. It really just amplifies that Brentford result. We needed to get three points at Brentford before you then go and do this. Because otherwise the pressure is going to be immense uh, during that international break. Um, and, you know, you have to... There are two ways of looking at all of this. There is one way, which is to go, we are have been super unlucky with covid We've had like five players out, right? <laughs> you know, what are you supposed to do in that case? It, it, it must have been difficult in the background on that. We've got a terrible uh, schedule, terrible fixtures up early. Um, but all of this is just like, you know, it, a lot of it is just Arteta has run out of credit. So we're not feeling particularly sympathetic towards him about all this stuff. And, you know, that's half the problem we've got, you know? Yeah, I think you're right. He 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 spent all of his fan capital in last, December. Yeah, last yeah. December, and but I think that if if he starts winning, like he's got to, he's got to beat West Brom in the week. We forget that there's a 
Carling Cup game coming up. But after the break, it, he has to hit the ground running. It has to be... It ha- is it Norwich the first game after? Yeah. I mean, I mean, answer me this, because I was talking to... Messaging some people who are at the game today, and the people I was I was speaking to were a lot more positive than than Johnny and 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 a few of the others, and basically going, listen, for the first time in forever, it feels like we've got a plan, and the plan is to buy these young players who are, um, you know, the only way is up, young sort of in, on the fringes of international teams, some people, a bit of a bit more of an English core. Yeah, um, and go for it. And what we have to do now is just be patient. And yeah. no one wants to hear that, and no one wants to be patient, and no one likes losing. But it's a pretty reasonable thing to 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 be talking about. The bigger the bigger question about that narrative, though, is why are we why are we is this a whole new transfer strategy because it feels like why didn't we just why didn't we start this to why didn't we start this when Mikel Arteta first came in why are we fucking around with Willian and all these other players so you can't just keep pressing reboot and being judged on the last window so what's what's your point of view on that Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. The, the the transfer strategy of this summer, yeah. whether you agree with the players or not, is the absolute correct way that Arsenal build back better. Like it, it, before, you know, we've we've basically been buying players that look like top four players for the last four or five years, and it hasn't got us anywhere. Yeah. And even if those 28, 29 year olds that we've been signing had got us into the Champions League, by the time you get in the Champions League, they're all too old and you have to replace them anyway. The plan moving forward is sign a younger profile of player um, that can grow with the club. Then when you do hit the, t- the top four, you compete in the first first season. Like there are, there are question marks over Mikel Arteta, but whoever comes in after him, if he gets fired by Christmas, you've got a great selection of players to, to, to choose from. You know, like I, I, Aaron Ramsdale seems to be rated by all the fans that uh, have watched him like player of the season three seasons running because he got an AFC Wimbledon one as well. You know, that's, that's a, that's a, that, you know, there's, there's a high ceiling there and a lot of people in the game seem to rate him. Uh, ben White is going to be a good player. I don't care what anybody says, like having a, having a bad start when you're playing next to Pablo Marie uh, with Burnt Leno off his game. Like that, it was a mess. It was a terrible, it was a terrible day. Um, I think the Conga looks great. Um, I think the Martin Erdegaard is a fantastic signing. I'm sure we're going to get a right back, but it's difficult to tell fans, hey, you're going to be bottom of the league and you're going to go into international break and all your mates are going to be ripping on you because you're bottom of the league. But if we come out the back end of that and we bring a £50 million defensive midfielder back into the lineup, our £50 million captain back into the lineup, our £50 million centre-back back into the lineup, I think, I think things could get better. They have to get better. <laughs> and here's the thing. Arsenal fans are quite happy to be like, well, you know, Liverpool dropped 30 points last season, but they were missing um, their best defender. 
one player leaves their side and they drop 30 points. We lose five. Um, we don't start with five of our, our, our starting 11, six if you include Erdegaard, and everyone's like, Arteta's got to go because he lost to the European champions. I know Brentford was a terrible day out, but the thing that, the only positives, and you have to, you have to start pulling some sort of positive threads through this. Arteta was fired up before the game. Um, a lot more positive and exciting. And he's saying, he was basically saying, this is going to be a, a, a rough month, but out the back end, things will get better. You can see it. Like, we need to see that from Arteta in the, in the post-game interview. I don't know what that's going to sound like. I thought the players um, showed that they can play with energy and showed that they can press today. Um, I think it's clear the, 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 the floor of our squad still needs raising um, I think that people have got every right to ask how Pablo Marie gets a starting berth at Arsenal, but William Saliba, who's tearing it up at Marseille, doesn't. But I, I, I don't think many teams could absorb the amount of starting 11 players missing and put on a tactical masterclass against the European champions that just spent £100 million to replace a £55 million striker that flopped last season. So I, I think the transfer strategy is right. It should have been adopted three years ago. Um, so we're on a good track there. I think if we add a right back or a striker before the, the window ends, um, I think we could have a good season. Like it's not over because you lose to City and Chelsea. But if you lose to Norwich and you lose to Spurs, then you are on the path to an Emery firing in November, I'm afraid. So it's on Arteta now. It's his squad. And there's also no point in sacking Arteta after three games. You just gave him £140 million to spend. On players, yeah. what's the point? Give him a chance to make them gel together and, and, and give him a chance to show you what can happen when there isn't a super spreader event running through London Colney. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about the COVID cases going, I just think it's fucking stupid for professional footballers to be getting COVID. Like you're literally being paid hundreds of thousands of pounds to play football. Just go from your car to your house to the training ground right now. It's the least you can do, is my point of view. And I know it's, it's, a difficult, it's a difficult one when it's a pandemic and what are you supposed to do? But, you know, I don't think that, I mean, the news seems to be like parties and all this other stuff going on. I don't know what you make of it, but there's no other team that seems to be having as many COVID cases as us, right? And it, it, it's also quite unnerving when you hear Arteta talking at a press conference and he says, yeah, vaccinations are very personal uh, choice. <laughs> We've got anti-vaxxers in the team. We've got people sharing Facebook links from Dr. Death about why they shouldn't get vaccinated and now it's costing us. I can't. I just can't believe that some players have had their first jab and they haven't had their second jab. It's like, you're professional athletes. Can we not, can we not speed that process up uh, a little bit? It's just, it's baffling. Professional yeah. athletes, when their lungs are so important, are choosing not to have a vaccination and having parties and gatherings with random people, you know, I know what you mean. It does feel sloppy, but footballers are all the same, right? Yeah. So this won't be the last of it. And that this is going to happen to other teams throughout the season. And I hope everybody's as um, aggressive with the criticism when United struggle when they have five first teamers out of the starting 11. But, you know, I, I doubt that will happen. You know, we're the first and it's it's carnage. Arteta out is probably trending at the moment, but <laughs> Arsenal fans expected a, a a better start. And I, I think you're right. I think that 
Arteta has got to earn fan capital back, and he needs a he needs a ten game winning streak. He needs to that you know that beautiful ten minutes of football that we played today, and you and I, I was like, I mean, am I am I dead? Am I am I dead? Am I am I dream am I dreaming? But there was there was ten minutes of beautiful football, and I was like, this is so perfect. If this could go on for the rest of the game, like you know, we've made it. Arteta needs that ten minutes across an entire game. And we need to smash somebody 4-0. Like, there needs to be an announcement that something new is happening this season and the bad luck isn't an Arteta thing. Because it does feel like, um, you know, th- there's a film called The Cooler where it's, it's a guy who is bad luck and, they, you know, they, he works at a casino and he goes and stands by the table when someone's winning and they start losing. Sometimes it feels a little bit like Arteta is the cooler. Anything bad that can happen tends to happen to him. And at some point you have to start saying like, are you, I think you say, you know, you want, you want a lucky manager and he, yeah. he does, he does not feel like the lucky manager. If there's a bad thing waiting in the wings, it's always going to happen to an Arteta Arsenal side. And it's, it's, uh, it's depressing. So what did you want? I mean, one, one person that we've talked about and evangelized a lot and, and said that we love is Gabriel Martinelli. Um, but I mean, he hasn't played, he hasn't put in a good performance for Arsenal in nine months, right? Ten months? Yeah, Martinelli was absolutely what? anonymous today. Yeah. Anonymous. It, it, and the worst thing about the Martinelli performance is it didn't really look like he was putting much effort into that press. No, a bare minimum. You can be, a, you can be an average striker in any league, but you can work harder than everybody else. Didn't feel like he was really that interested today. He has no physical presence at the moment. No. No, 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 yeah. He he didn't offer us he didn't offer us anything. He looked a little bit brighter when Aubameyang came on, but uh, it, it was sort of similar with Flo Balogun. He looked he, a little bit better today. I thought he looked a, yeah. had, had a little bit more more about him than uh, definitely better coming on as a sub with ten minutes to go than than starting Balogun. I thought he 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 looked a little bit brighter, um, but you do realise just the difference between even an Aubameyang and anything beneath him. Aubameyang just occupies people's minds and has that sort of uh, just 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 looks like danger uh, whereas Martinelli was like it was like playing with a with a false nine basically he, he was doing absolutely fuck all and um Aubameyang came on and he did look interested he ran yeah. around covered a lot of ground had a had a shot early on and that's that's another thing that really needs to happen this season. Aubameyang went from a thirty goal a season striker to a <laughs> to ten, 10 goals, yeah. in in one season. If if we are to have any level of success this season, we need to have two seasons ago Aubameyang back, two chances, one goal. That's that that's what needs to happen. And hopefully, some of these sort of more technical, tricky players that we're building around him, hopefully that can bring him to life. You know, you put Erdegaard in that side. Smithrow looked great today. Um, Saka's sort of feeling his way back in. But <laughs> surround the old man with a bit of athleticism, a bit of vision and, and a bit of ambition. And maybe things will turn around for him. But um, I, I think he's going to get more chances um, this season. And he he looked focused and he looked fit when he came on. And I, when, when he pulled that armband on, when he pulled that, oh, it, was re- it was relief. It was a relief to me. It felt, it, it, I felt excited about it. And I, I think that maybe Arsenal fans have um, 
I've got a bit of apologising to do to Lacazette and Aubameyang because those are two players that we've greatly missed in the last two games because it feels like a lot of chances are going into the box, but no one's there to to hoover them up. So hopefully, um, hopefully there's a plan when those two come back in to to get them on the ball and, and get them finishing because um, they're going to be desperately important over the next couple of months. So do you think that Arteta got the tactics wrong today, or it was just the best he could do with it, with a, with with the players that he had available to? I I think that Arteta was too ambitious today i think that i think that he's acutely aware that the football he's been playing has not satisfied the fans i think that he went into the home game today hoping that a miracle was going to happen we looked better in the second half when we sat back and i think if we'd perhaps maybe tried to shit house chelsea instead of this sort of weird combination of sitting deep and trying to break like I, th- I think that he got his tactics wrong. I think that we should have just accepted that Chelsea were going to be a lot better than us today. I also wonder whether there were some personnel um, changes that he could have made. I, like, I felt that we lacked a bit of athleticism. Ainsley should be getting more minutes, in my opinion. Ainsley even in the midfield to give us a bit more athleticism or at right back could have given us a little bit more, I think. You know, these these are like slight rolls of the dice for me like Ainsley is he really going to make much of a difference like what like did was there anything that you were like this could have made a difference to Arsenal starting 11 today did you look at that bench and think you could have shuffled the pack and and maybe had a different outcome not from a personnel standpoint I, I just went back to what Arteta did when he first arrived at the club and look we I think as fans, we all found that first six months really, really exciting um, because it felt like he knew exactly what the level of the squad was and then was trying to create solutions with those players to win individual football games. And, you know, there was just some, some nice positional play. But we basically shithoused uh, our way to the FA Cup by playing a specific brand of football. And... And I think he should have been looking at looking at that as a template and going at these next two games, Chelsea and City, and going, how can we get two draws? <laughs> even how can we how can we shit house a win? You know, um, and instead of just it was sort of an Arsene Wenger esque performance today. It was just get the team out and hope that they can somehow magic a performance. But it's 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 sort of going to be unlikely. Yeah, it's um, it's it's depressing that we will be bottom come the international break. I think the big question is, it's actually a big question mark around Arteta and, and whether whether the players believe in him because if they come back after the international break and we see a different brand of football and we see a different um, a different type of passion out on that pitch, then you know that Arteta's got the dressing room. But you do wonder, are they going to down tools on him? Are they going to smell blood in the water? Because there's, you know, there's there's not a lot of happy faces out on the pitch at the moment. And I know that's because we've lost against Brentford and Chelsea. But the, it's such a big job Arteta's got on his hands to convince the players that we can be better and we can push for top four, even if we lose our first three games of the season. Do you think there's going to be a, a right back and a striker coming in before the end of the window? 
I think the the right back position is a is the priority, and I think that the only way that that happens is if we get players out on loan or sell. Um, but it doesn't look like anybody's interested in Hector Bellerin. As they say that he's frustrated, he hasn't been allowed to go. It's like, who's interested in you, Hector? No one. It's sort of weird, though, isn't it? Because I think Bellerin is, he just needs a fresh challenge. I could see him playing at Juventus and having and winning stuff with them and being considered one of the best right-backs in Europe again. I, don't, I think it's just we're both a little bit tired of each other and it's time to move on rather than he's not a good player. Yeah, I agree. I also think that uh, we've got to face it, like everybody in Europe is broke. Arsenal are what the biggest spenders in the Premier League this summer. And we have, you know, we've spent like 130 million so far. I think there'll be a lot of movement in the next week because clubs are going to need to seriously address some of the deficiencies they have in their squads. And, you know, Hector Bellerin is going to do a job for you. Um, Torreira is going to do a job for you. You know, like there's lots of players. Um, like in our squad that could help teams in need. But I, I really do think we need to address that right back issue. Like I, I feel like we're just cycling through options and every option is an average Deficient. one. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm sitting there begging for Ainsley uh, right back. <laughs> it, it, That's it, a sorry it, place to be, isn't it? it? It really is a sorry place. It really is a sorry place to be. Um, what do you think? What do you think is the most important need to address over the next couple of weeks? I think they're they're both crucial needs, uh, the right back and the striker, um, and I think for different reasons. I think the right back needs to ad- needs to be addressed because in modern football, you know, I think the fullbacks are too are, are just so important to the way that you 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 build a team. You saw it today. Reese James was lethal. He was absolutely outstanding for Chelsea, man of the match in my opinion. Uh, and so you can see what having someone in, who's strong in that position can do. Um, so, so we absolutely need to figure that out. And Suarez is Suarez is an adequate backup, in my opinion, uh, but no more than that. Chambers isn't. I think Chambers isn't even an adequate backup. Um, Ainsley, there's there's just something. There's like a, there's a problem. There's like a screw loose somewhere. Like I just, I don't understand what 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 what's wrong, but something something's not right. Um, so we so we so we need to fix that, um, but the striker position is one where I think bringing in a really really interesting striking option would give everyone at the club a lift. There's nothing more exciting for fans than signing a new shiny striker. Do you have Dominic Calvert Lewin on your back? I mean, I would love him, but I think the chances are about zero. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it depends how desperate they are behind the scenes at Arsenal because if we lose our first three opening games but we sign someone like Calvert-Lewin and a right-back, no, everyone's going to be raring to go for the Norwich game. Whereas... But those, those two players, if you sign those two players, it, top four is on, regardless of the start, right? That, that make Your squad is complete. You don't need anybody else. Yep. yep. Like you can get away with Xhaka in that position. I just, I, I just wonder whether Josh Kroenke is like, listen, we pay Aubameyang 350 grand a week. You're going to make that work. And you're going to make that work every single game for the rest of the season, my friend. I think that's, that's probably it, isn't it? Yeah. One, I, one last topic that I wanted to cover. Um, Nicolas Pepe. Uh, Can we have a conversation about Nicolas Pepe? He's, he's, a, he's propaganda network 
I saw some tweets flying around and uh, someone was like, Nicolas Pepe in Liverpool's team would score goals. <laughs> Just like, I think we have to accept that. I don't know whether Nicolas Pepe is the full ticket. I don't know whether he retains his position um, when Erdegaard comes back into the side. I thought it was a, another disappointing performance. Like, he, he really lacks the basics. Um, I don't think he has good instincts. He makes a lot of poor decisions on the pitch. And he's just not threatening consistently enough through a 90-minute period. He had a flash, five minutes of looking great. Had a great run early on in the game. Mostly things end in nothing. What did you think about his performance? I mean, I thought his performance today was better than it was at Brentford. Because I thought at Brentford, he was absolutely appalling. Um, but, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe he's a good option to have against mid-table teams, but he's, he's not good enough to have in the front three. He just isn't. Um, and maybe he could be a super sub, maybe. But if someone came in and offered money for him, I would bite your hand off to get, to get him off the books and get someone in who's, who's got, more, got more danger. And I know his goals and assists record is... He's got some good good stats, but I mean, not, not against big teams though. He's not a big team. He's not a big game player. No, he's like a Europa League group stage player. Yeah, it'd be good against West Brom. He'll put on an absolute masterclass against West Brom in the week. Um, all right. Well, uh, I think that we've covered a lot of ground there. What's your hopes, um, hopes and dreams for the next two games? We've got West Brom in the week, and then we play uh, Manchester City away. Nice easy one. But it's West Brom in the League Cup, right? It is. Yeah. So we just got to score a goal against West Brom. A goal would be nice. Because we can't... That's another stat that we don't need. We don't want to be going into the international break having not scored a goal yet either. Um, that, that's, that, that would be a good start. Um, so we have to beat West Brom. I mean, I would put out first team, I think. Um, or, or pretty close to a first team. Get Odegaard some minutes. Um, Get Ramsdale, his first game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then <laughs> it's City away, isn't it? City away. Oh. We've Arteta rolls over a little bit for City as well, like Sam Allardyce and Man United. Just lets oh, it happen. Just I'm, lets it happen to us. I'm I'm sort of uh, I'm sort of hoping that Pep does a favour and just like lets him just have a one have a one or two nil. You know, uh, no takes, takes, be... his foot, takes his foot off the gas. No Ben White. No Ben White for Man City. Because I'm pretty sure that his uh, illness is, uh, is COVID. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, think they, I, think they, I think they came out and said that. Did actually. they actually say it was COVID? Right. It, it, yeah. it, it looks like it. But yeah, I mean, I think there's, a, there's some good questions in some of the comments. I think this is a good one. Which is, do you think that Arsenal have solved its deficiencies in the market this window? Um. Do we think that the squad building effort is we've spent the money in the right places, doing the right things with the right with the right players? Um, I mean, obviously the jury is. We'll find out. Arsene Wenger always used to judge me at the end of the season. Yep. Um, but it, it's an interesting way to spend all that money. Yeah, I think the, I think you've got a. I, I think it's not judge Arteta at the end of the season. I think now it's judge him at the end or judge him at the start of the second international break. That's where, that's where we know whether he made a good decision. I think, I think we've made some sh- sharp signings. I think that the only signing where the jury's out for me is Aaron Ramsdale. 
And I don't think any of us have watched enough games of his to tell whether he's going to be the right signing. But I like the, I like the interview. Um, he's he's highly rated by Sheffield United fans who all think that we maybe got away with a, with a, with a deal there. He was important to them last season in their worst ever season. So um, I think I think we signed the right profile of player, and young players get better. The question is whether Arteta can eke out enough of their potential in the next three months to survive. But long term, I think we made a good decision. There's two like this team just needs two more players after that. We need a good right back and we need a striker like Calvert Lewin if we're gonna continue to cross the ball into the box because you're not getting much love from Lacazette and Ober this season doing that. No, no. Yeah. That's about it really, isn't it? That's about it. All right. Well, um, Matt, thank you for joining the second on the Whistle podcast. We will be here maybe with one after the West Brom game. Maybe not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if anyone's going to tune in for that one. Um, But if you're listening to this, um, you can get the podcast if you want to listen to it a second time. And if you listen to it on iTunes, give us a five-star rate and say something nice about the podcast on a very sad day. And we will see you next week. Ciao for now. Ciao for now. You know what I love about game day? Great food, snacks, and hanging out with my family and friends. Got a big game day celebration coming up? Stop by Publix from January 29th through February 11th to do all your shopping. And you can pick up an extra savings flyer from the Publix Information Center at store entrances or at customer service. You'll get savings on all your favorite brands. So no matter the outcome of the game, you'll be winning with the perfect game day goodies. Stop by your local Publix today and don't forget to grab an extra savings flyer to make game day great. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.